Welcome to Mates in Courage, brought to you by Good News Unlimited. Be part of a conversation between Graham Hood, champion fisherman, airline pilot and school dropout, and Ali Gonzalez, wannabe fisherman and holder of more useless degrees than you can poke a stick at. What could these two possibly have in common? The fact that neither of them have anything to hide. That's what. Mates in Courage. Take a listen. G'day, Ellie. What are you doing here? Well, I've come to have another chat about life and relationships and fishing. Uh, being human and fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. Well, that's good because uh, there's something I need to ask you. Yeah, what's on your heart? I want you to tell me the truth. About what? The truth. Oh, we're going to talk about the truth. Tell me the truth about the truth. Because I'm confused these days. I don't know what's true anymore. A few years ago, I, I read in the in the media that we live in a post-truth world. I can relate to that. Yeah, that there's nothing that's really true. It's just everyone's got their own truth, and which means it's okay if, if you lie. Yeah. Because that's someone else's truth. Do you know any absolute truths? Yes. What? I know the absolute truth that God exists and is real and that he loves me and he sent Jesus Christ into the world to die for my sins mm-hmm. and he rose again mm-hmm. uh, and I can base all my life on that for my salvation and my joy and happiness. That's absolute truth. We agree. Yeah. We agree. But what about what about somebody, for somebody who hasn't been on that path yet? Well, that's difficult, isn't it? Because if you go down the evolutionist burrow, it's a deep, dark hole where... You know, by definition, there is no, nothing that's absolute um, because there is no overall moral standard. There's no God. There's no judge. Nothing that's true. It's just whatever is true for you, what whatever about, gets you to survive. What about scientific absolutes? Um, well, they're interesting too because mate and I were talking in the car on the way up here about quantum physics. That's what you do when you're in the car coming up to see you, see, Graham. We're warming up our brains because I know you're going to ask me tough questions, eh? And I mentioned the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle, which uh, basically says that once you get at the subatomic level, everything is whizzing around so fast that um, can you know that uh, this chair is even here? Can you know that you are even here? Can you know that anything is here? Nothing is solid anymore because there's so much space between all those subatomic particles that, you know, is anything really there? That's all quantum physics. So as much as, you know, modern human beings like to say that God isn't true, but science is true, science, you know, when you go into the the depths of science, even quantum physics, it sort of keeps discovering things that we once thought were true aren't true anymore, like even the most basic things. My mate was telling me uh, in the car about how they're discovering all these layers of subatomic particles. So when you and I went to school, uh, we learnt that the basic things were like atoms and they had protons in them and and electrons and, and that was it. But now they've discovered quarks and all these, I don't know what they're called, but all these different layers of subatomic particles. Your mate must be a doctor too. No, it's just intelligent. Okay. Um, yeah. What is this bamboozing you, Graham? It is. I, yeah. you get out of your cockpit and read more. I should do. Yeah, anyway. So, but you asked me what about science. Well, science is an interesting one too. 
I even maths. I remember when I was at school, uh, I was teaching first year teaching, and and I had a I taught religion as one of the subjects. I did physical education and other things as well. But I had one class of really year twelve like religious studies and the class that followed me was an advanced maths class and so the kids that came in with the maths class they would all mock my class because I was just religion not important what they were doing was solid stuff you know it was empirical stuff stuff you could prove it was true and I happen to have a brother who had just finished a PhD in electrical engineering software engineering and done a lot of maths and so he gave me a, a proof a mathematical proof that one plus one equals three. And he actually gave me two different proofs. Another one was two plus three equals two, something like that. And uh, one of them was based on geometry. Another one was based just purely on algebra. And so what I did for the, for the math class that followed my religion class is I posted the two proofs on the backboard. I wrote a note, you know, uh, this is from the religious studies teacher. I'm going to leave this up here for a month. If anyone can disprove these two proofs, these two theorems, I'll, I'll shout them lunch. You know, if you think that, you know, science and if you think that mathematics is more true than religion. And no one could. Obviously, it caused a lot of controversy in the mathematics class because after a week, the uh, maths teacher came and asked me to take down um, those proofs that I'd posted up there. And I said, but why? He said, because they're causing too much problem. I said, but, but why? Just disprove them. You know, if you think mathematics is ultimately so logical. And he said, but they're not right. I said, why? He said, well, because they're, not, they're just not. And I wasn't dividing by zero any of these common errors, you know. They're not right. You know, you're just confusing people. So, okay, I took them down and, and kept my lunch, had it myself. The point of the story is that mathematics... Yes, it is a construct that human beings have developed that is based on natural principles, but that we use to organise the world. But it's still a construct that we have developed. So can you say that ultimately it is absolute truth? Um, No, I don't think um, science is absolute truth either. What about what goes up must come down? Not everywhere. No. It's not absolute. If I go, that only works if the influence of gravity is acting upon the object. But well, if you propel correct. it far enough away from the Earth so that the gravity doesn't impact on it, it doesn't come down. Well, if I throw something off a hill in Mars, it won't come down. Hmm. Or somewhere else like that. How do you know? Well, somewhere where there's less gravity. That's not a truth. That's an assumption. Okay. Well, have I you mean, been to Mars? If you want to go, if you want to go down that path, if you want to go down that path, I learned in Year Twelve that the speed of light was a constant. A universal constant. Well, it isn't. Mm. Apparently, according to physics these days, you know, there's all all these ideas that in other parts of the universe, the speed of light is different or gets distorted. So, yeah, look, what is there we can rely on these days? That's the point. Yeah. You look at uh, politics in the United States at the moment. Oh, you can rely on them. But, I mean... Politicians. News isn't news anymore. It's just a collection of opinion pieces. Yeah. So you don't get fact, you get opinions. Other people telling you what truth is. I had a friend... I'll tell you where you get truth, social media. Yeah, that's a good place to get truth. Yeah, absolutely. Truly messed up. Yeah. So you had a friend. Yeah, I had a friend who, who uh, was frustrated in the church. And I said to him, what are you frustrated about? He said, I just want the truth. I just want them to tell me the truth. Oh, yeah. And I said to him, I've got two questions for you. And he said, what's that? 
I said, one, how will you know you've got the truth when you get it? Ooh. And what are you going to do with it when you do get it? Good questions. They were. And he couldn't answer them. And he said, I, I haven't got a clue. And I said, well, why are you frustrated? What's the point of being frustrated then? Ooh. Why not just go on the journey? We get caught up in the search for truth and the search for meaning because they're kind of one and the same. But our senses lie to us. Ooh. Our senses don't even tell us the truth sometimes. Of course, our feelings don't tell us the truth. Uh, an example in aviation is I could take you up in an aerobatic aeroplane and do loops in a cloud and barrel rolls in a cloud and then I could let the aeroplane go and say... Have you done that? Yeah. yeah. And I could say to you, okay... Put the aeroplane in a position where your head's pointing it upwards and your feet are pointing at the ground. Ooh. And even though you're hanging vertical in the straps, you'll say, yep, that's it. <laughs> your senses are saying you're actually upright. But when the cloud dissipates, yeah. you're actually in free fall and you're upside down. And uh, your feelings don't give you the truth either. So getting back to the aeroplane situation, yeah. in order to counteract that, there's a thing called an artificial horizon. Right. Artificial. It's a created horizon. Yep. You know which way is up and which way is down when you can see an horizon. But when you can't see an, a horizon, mm-hmm. you're left to your inner ear to tell you which way is mm-hmm. up and which way is down. And if it's been in turbulence and it's shaken up and the little hairs in the canals are all going mm. the wrong way, your mind is going to tell you that you're upside down when you're right side up. Mm. It's been the cause of a lot of accidents, disorientation. So imagine if you're in space. So you're propelled from Earth's gravity, so influence has taken you outside what goes up must come down. Mm-hmm. When you're in space, are you falling? Uh, well, not if you're far enough out. Right. So if when you're in space, which way is up and which way is down? There's no up or down because that's only relative to the Earth. But how does a human being function in a space capsule without that relevance of knowing which way is up and which way is down? They've got to have an artificial up and down. An artificial up and down, even though it may have no relevance. Which isn't the truth. Which isn't the truth. Well, we're getting philosophical. I know, but the things that we hold as absolute truths quite often aren't. Yeah, but feelings aren't the truth either. No. Because let's say that I'm in your, um, uh, what planes do you fly? Seven... 737. 737. I mean, you're 737. So we'll suspend belief now. And let's say I, I open the cockpit door and you let me do that and jump out and I have no parachute on. It might feel very exciting for a while, like I'm flying, flying, wee, free as a bird. I might feel the rush of air and it just feels fantastic and, and it feels like I'm floating even. Um, but the reality is that I'm accelerating towards the Earth at 9.8 metres per second squared. And so my feelings are wrong, and they're about. I'm about to have a, a, a brief but brutal encounter with reality. You know, it's the same way uh, that I lived most of my life thinking that it was my fault. What was my fault? Everything was my fault, because I was a control freak. So, so you were in free fall. Yeah, and, and, but that was wrong. Now I know that that's not the case. Mm. Right? So where is truth? Is there truth? I had a subconscious bottom line belief about who I was. Yeah. And it's not a nice word, and I won't use it, but my subconscious bottom line belief basically said I was trash because that's what I thought of myself. But that was my opinion. It wasn't God's. It wasn't the opinion of a lot of people who love me. But I did everything I could to prove my truth. Mm. I acted like the person I thought I was. It made getting into pornography and having extramarital affairs really easy. Mm. 
because I was living into my truth. Isn't it interesting that we always try to prove and live into our truth? Yep. We're addicted to our truth. Our truth. Our truth. And that's one of the most dangerous things in the world. In politics now, it's not tell me the truth, it's give me the Mm. facts. Give me the facts and let me determine the truth because I don't trust your truth. Now, we're living in an age of great upheaval. Mm-hmm. Where do we go for advice? Where do we go for a truth that keeps us on the rails that we want to run our lives on? Before I come to that question or we explore that answer, here's some things that I've learned about truth. And one is that very often when you think you know what's true, it isn't. The other thing I've learned about truth is that truth is always progressive. You never have the whole truth. If you're going down the right path, you're always learning more about the truth. So we, we perjure ourselves. Yeah, but it's just a, that's why we need to be very humble and kind to one another. It's just a factor of being human beings. Mm. No matter how smart we are, you know, none of us is smart for all of us. So, yeah, truth is progressive. We grow into truth. Or, from a spiritual point of view, God reveals the truth to us bit by bit as we can handle it. Mm. I mean, you and I have a great relationship. Mm. Right? And it's based on honesty. Mm. It's based on truth. Yep. But if we'd met 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I wouldn't have given you the time of day. Well, you hardly did when we did meet. No, well, that's it. You wouldn't have looked at me twice. I just hugged you and wouldn't let go. Why? I felt impelled. Oh, no, that's when we met. Compelled. I'm saying 20 years ago. Well, you weren't that much different 20 years before. No, but but when you were in the midst of your pain, Mm. right? When when I met you, you walked into a church. But when you're in the midst of the pain, you wouldn't have given me a a second second look, I reckon, because what could I offer to you in your life? Oh, that's where you're wrong. You reckon? It's hard to tell a doctor he's wrong. Okay, go for it. No, well... um, I've spent my whole life searching for meaning yeah, and surrounding myself as best as I could with people like you. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's amidst, something, amidst the other crowds that I... That's something I, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've always been searching for meaning. So I would have been very interested in communicating with you. Mm. But you made an assumption, and a lot of people make an assumption that becomes their truth. See, I wouldn't have been interested in communicating with you. I say that with regret because of the sort of person I was. Because I would have been interested in, dare I say it, converting you, Mm. but not in communicating with you Mm. and in genuinely having a relationship because I thought I had something to offer you, Mm. but I didn't think you had anything to offer me. I wouldn't have thought that Mm. back then, you know, Mm. 20, 25 years ago. Well, what made it different 15 years ago? Well, even 15 years ago, you know, I was, it's, it's, it's a progressive. I was on a journey. What made it different is, is that I was seeing the world differently. You know, a different truth had come into my life, if you like. What? Yeah. You mean there's more than one truth? Yeah. There's my truth, there's your truth. But we said before that there was an ultimate truth, and it's that ultimate truth I think that most people don't get because they look for it in the wrong way, even if they try and find it. They think that that ultimate truth is found in an organisation or in a set of rules 
or in a set of ethical principles for living. A person who um, heads up an organisation was in conversation with me once about my wife's sexual abuse as a child. Right. And um, he said something that really tore at my uh, my fibres. Mm. He'd heard her story mm. and we were talking about people who believed it and people who didn't. Yeah. And he said, you've got to remember, Graham, there's always more than one truth. Yeah, well, that's horrific. That's just wrong. That person should be booted out of whatever role in religious leadership they have because that's a secular statement. It's not the statement of a, a man of faith. Exactly. So for some people, a lie is a truth. No, no. Conspiracy theories lead people into believing lies that oh, are true. Absolutely. But then on the other hand, Ellie, there are some conspiracy theories where the theory is taken out and the truth has been revealed and they actually have been. And that's a whole, that's a whole other topic. But yep. at the end of the day... The Bible says, know the truth. Yeah, but. And the truth will set you free. Yes, but this is what the Bible says that people don't get and a lot of Christians don't get. The truth isn't a set of ideas, it isn't uh, principles for living, it isn't a book, it isn't an organization, it isn't a thing. Mm -hmm. The truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the truth. So know Jesus and he will set you free. Yeah, if you know Jesus, you will know the truth. You know, then you will grow into the truth. Mm. And the truth ends up being, as we experience it, relational, as we are able to relate with God through Jesus Christ. Because of that, he leads us step by step into what is ultimately true through different paths. So we have to be very kind and gracious and, and merciful and compassionate to one another. The journey of your life might be different to the journey of my life, but the Holy Spirit has led you every step of the way until to, to this point today as he, has, as he has led me. And I think the truth of God, Christ himself, has to make you very humble. And, and that humility means that I never know all of the truth. And I'm always able to learn something from you, no matter who you are. I'm always able to learn um, because I've learnt to be humble, because I've learnt to listen, because I've, le I've learnt that there is absolute truth and I'm not the source of it. And if I'm not the source of it, then God's going to reveal it to me through different means and I've got to be listening. We better get to know this Jesus bloke. Well, that's, that's the heart of it. You know, without Jesus, there is no truth. He said, I'm the truth, the way and the life. Pilate asked Jesus, he was the Roman governor who sentenced Jesus to death, and he asked Jesus, ha, he scoffed, what is the truth? Because we think that ancient Roman society was um, barbaric and, and they didn't sort of uh, have the same attitudes that we do, but, but they had the same attitudes. that They thought they were really sophisticated. They were beyond truth. They thought, like most people today, that truth is all relative. I've got my truth, you've got your truth, and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. So when Jesus talked to him about the truth, he scoffed. He said, what is the truth? But he never hung around to find out the truth was standing right in front of him. Instead, he just rushed to do his work, which was to sentence people to death. And I think that we in life never get the truth about anything because we're too busy with work, you know, with making money, with doing what we think society tells us we've got to do. 
That's a great tragedy. Too busy creating their own truths. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot to think about there. There is. So I know I know where I go for truth now, and I like to think I go straight to the source, Ooh. to Jesus. That's right. And because ultimately, you know, one of my favourite thought processes is, I wonder what Jesus would do. And the one thing I know to be true about me is it's what Jesus would do is probably 180 degrees to what I would do. Yeah. So if I want to go and smack someone in the chops, mm-hmm. Jesus <laughs> would just love them. Yeah. That's what he wants me to do. That's right. You know, and there's this thing where Christians talk about the Bible as the truth. And that's right. That's true. But if you don't go to the source of the Bible, the source of truth first, you're going to misapply whatever truth you think you find in the Bible. Mm. You know, that's why Joseph Stalin trained to be a Christian priest. Mm. That was his background. Mm. And that's why, the, you know, the Spanish Inquisition happened. There's all people who knew the Bible back the front. Mm. But I guess at some level, they thought they knew the truth, but they didn't really realize that the truth was actually a person. So God doesn't want people to just know the Bible. I know Christians, you know, people call them Bible bashers, and yeah, we're guilty of that at times, right? Mm. Some people are. And we focus so much on that that we forget to introduce people to Jesus, who is the truth. Mm. And when you understand who Jesus is, then then you're qualified to read the Bible and apply it, you know, to your life. I think the truth is ultimately the application of influence. Yeah. Like an artificial horizon. When we fall away from the visible horizon, when we go outside of the Earth's atmosphere, then we Mm -hmm. have to create an artificial one. Yeah. And we do that in life. We create artificial truths to fit where we're at. And so I think think what's really important is that we recognise where the absolute truth is, Mm. and it is for those who believe in Christ Jesus. I've lived um, most of my life in my truth, my false truth, that I was unlovable, unworthy, you know, unredeemable, uh, because I, I felt that I had never had the love of my father, because I was rejected by my family, those people from whom a child normally draws their identity from. They really mm. hadn't been there for me. Mm. Um, and because of the things that had happened to me in life, and And so secretly that was the truth I lived in and I tried desperately to cover that up but I drew my sense of being from living, I mean outwardly I covered it up but I drew my sense of being by living into that truth and acting as the victim. What did you say to me earlier this morning that I like to, you know, I like to nail myself to a tree? To your own tree, yeah. Yeah, I keep liking to nail myself to my own tree, you know, and... I do that too. Yeah, but that was the truth I used to live into, and it brought me nothing but misery and pain because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you, yeah. the more you nail yourself to a tree, the more people are going to spit at you. Yeah, right. That's the way it is. Yeah, and I thank God that I'm I'm free of of those lies. You know, I mean, the scars are still there and they're still healing. I'm living into the truth now. I'm leaning into the truth, drawing my sense of who I am uh, from the truth that. Christ revealed on the cross. There he showed how much he loved me, how much he, he values me, 
And he didn't do it because of any, any potential he saw on me. You know, some people think, oh, it's because God sees potential in you that he loves you. No, he did it just because he loves, just purely loves. Um, and the other side is he sees the potential in every one of us. Well, he see. Well, he see. He wants to redeem us from where we are. Mm. He wants to bring healing into our lives, and and I'm on on that journey. Mm. I'm on that journey, and it's freeing. It's a journey of truth. Mm. You know, when when the Bible says walk in the truth, it's not talking about walking into into in in, in within a set of life, you know, ethical principles or doctrines. It means walking in the truth of honesty and transparency and uh, drawing on your sense of identity and, on, and for all your relationships, on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. You know, someone said to me, this mate of mine that was in the car on the way up. Does he ever shut up, that mate of yours? No, nah, never shuts up. Not for a minute. He said to me, he, said to me, he was listening to one of, uh, one of the podcasts and he, and he was saying he disagreed with something you'd said, Graham. Fair dinkum. He didn't think it was true. And, and I said to him, you know, probably 20% of the things that we say on the podcasts, they're not true, but I don't know which 20%. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. So, yeah, so, you know, I hope that people um, are on their own journey and work it out. As long as you're on the journey, that's the main thing. Yeah, the journey to truth, yeah. I know one truth. Yep. You really rate in my book. What's that? What's that about? I'll explain it to you later. The yeah. listeners will know. This is this is. You know, you're a doctor, but it, it oh, doesn't yeah. mean you're the font of all knowledge. That's Don't why. you know what rate means? Right. Rate. Yeah. What does it mean? It means you get a high score. Yeah. Yeah. You score very highly in my book, then. Oh well, I appreciate that. That's the truth. I appreciate that. Now tell me a really nice truth, even if it's not true. Um, you can't. So I'm just a lie. That's it. Lovely no. talking to you, Ellie. No, I'm just going to leave it there because you're a codependent and you're just dying for me to say something nice <laughs> about you. Thanks, Graham. I appreciate that. Good on you. I love you. See you later. Catch you later, mate. Bye. Oh, listen, yeah. um, when you're telling people about the size of that brim you catch, yeah. you're caught. Try and remember to tell the truth about it. Yeah. I, it's hard. You know how it is. See you, mate. Bye. Mates in Courage, brought to you by Good News Unlimited. To sign up for Graham and Ellie's daily spiritual message emails about recovering from addictions, hurts and hang-ups, visit goodnewsunlimited.com. To book Graham and Ellie for talks, get in touch at the same website. And if you're troubled by anything you've heard, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or an equivalent service in your own country. Thanks for listening. Mates in Courage. Catch you in the next episode.